Greetings, welcome to Talking in Stations. I'm Rich Richmond, today's host. Today is the 8th of July, and the Mimitas Liberation Day celebrations have kicked off. Today joining me is Asia Elkin from Electus Matari. Hello. Uh, also with us is uh, DBs, the leader of Electus Matari. Hi. Shen is in the background to talk about uh, some movements with fraternity today. Hello, hello. Rundle as my lightning rod to my electric eccentricity. Ugh. Well, you got the you got the thunderstorm behind you. I'm going to hold you down. Make sure you don't blow away in a tornado off to Kansas or some crazy shit like that. Alrighty, and lateral engineering everything in the background. Uh, before we today discuss today's details of Mimata events, uh, let's cover some events that uh, have happened today. In Syndicate, we have a old Amar. Alliance, who used to reside in Providence. Uh, CVA is on the bar well, doing something in the system in Syndicate NG Tax C6Y. They appear to have lost a engineering complex along with one fax. There was uh, dreadnoughts were deployed against battleships and a battle cruiser fleet of other residents of Syndicate. We will be covering this tomorrow. Yeah, real quick, uh, you know, for those who don't really know who CVA is, for the longest time they held uh, an area called Providence, and it was kind of like an open uh, area um, where it was reverse of this, uh, you know, uh, blue bubble thing. It was if you weren't red, you were welcome and you weren't going to get shot, right? And last year, they lost their sovereignty as part of the, you know, kind of the general goings-on. And uh, I know this because it was part of CVA, and they moved up north to Syndicate, so the general question on what are they doing is, I, I think they're maybe finally coalescing into some activities. So it'll be a good show tomorrow if you guys uh, want to come listen to hear a little bit. Hopefully we maybe even cover a little bit of the CVA history uh, and uh, we do that tomorrow. That'll be good. Um, but that's probably what they're doing up there and they're getting in some fights finally. So that's, uh, that's what I believe is happening. Tactical Supremacy, the NOSAC Alliance, has formally made their move. They've now... Their corporations have, well, not exactly scattered to dust, but they've joined in the initiative based on these joint dates. Three of their main corporations have now joined the initiative, and the others are, well, scattered to dust or have to find their own direction now. So, uh, Shan, what do you think this really means? Like, uh, people with no solve join, people with no solve trying to fight people who are quickly losing all their solve? Is that how it plays out for you? I mean, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I think Initiative wants to get a big AOTD push in their numbers. But we're what we're seeing right now is, uh, so on the Pappy side, there's not enough AOTD people or EUTD people to, to fight with, right? I think they're EUTD or AOTD. They're like, Australian time zone. And to my knowledge, they're uh, quite a bit of an Australian powerhouse. No. They, uh, they I mean, kick as hard as a kangaroo. There is not really things that they can do, to be honest, with that number, and they're kind of nomadic. So, um, maximum they can bring a hack fleet for into let's say Esoteria, and we jump them on with supers. That that that's the story that oh. I'm seeing right now. With I mean, how much numbers they have? Like how much they can bring up with two hack fleet, one hack fleet. Not really. How many is any how many how many people are in a hack fleet? How many hordes of line members do you fit in a hack fleet? 250 you know, you want 250 right. well the corporation numbers are in the almost 400s so well we shall no, see that, okay that's, guessing... that's only active accounts that doesn't mean how many pp players are there right i'm guessing because you're chinese time industrial zone. Outs, PI outs, stuff like that, so i'm guessing you because you're chinese time zone you'll be fighting against them most likely because chinese time zone and australian time zone overlap a little bit to be honest, we are right now more worried about fraternities than those like Goonswarm related uh, alliances. Oh. Anything you'd like to mention, Rundle? Well, I, I'm, you know, I think technical supremacy has been around for a while. I, th I, I we're going to talk about this again a little bit tomorrow, or whoever's on tomorrow will talk about it. I, I hope we do a little bit of the research because I seem to recall that they've been around for a good 
10, 12 years, and they've had a couple parts to play in various elements of history through the EVE timeline. And uh, it, it'd be interesting to see what role they're looking to play now. Again, I, a little tongue-in-cheek about what, uh, you know, what they're joining, but um, they probably have a bigger purpose in mind. They're not going to share it with us, but it'll be neat to see how this plays out over the next little while. So uh, kind, of a neat, kind of a neat group. Uh, I'll say this. The thing that I want to see the most is the initiative bring those corporations to help snuff in the north to fight fraternity. That, that's well, the best thing that best thing can happen for us. Well, speaking of fraternity and the north and snuffed out, snuffed out Fortazar in Obey, right next to P3EN, Veil of the Silent, which is fraternity territory. A Fortazar completely naked, just a hull, has been destroyed by a sizable fraternity bomber fleet, 300 plus bombers. I understand a, they have an interesting relationship in which Snuffed Out has formed to assist fraternity on certain low-sec objectives, but at the same time they're definitely not blue given they've knocked out a few fraternity super capitals that they've caught. Yeah, so so what we're seeing right now is uh, Siege Green and Fraternities are blue to each other, or they're friendly to each other. And traditionally, I think uh, Siege Green and Snuff, uh, they're, they're against each other. So that kind of put Fraternity on the Siege Green side. And plus, like, uh, just the geographic of uh, Veil that we can see is very close to Losec and it's very cl close to everywhere else. Basically, it's in the center of the Northern Hemisphere for EVE. So that means it's very great for, let's say, low-sec missions and stuff like that, like what we're seeing, like Norm said, uh, farming in there is really good because you can get low-sec ore, high-sec ore, and no-sec ore and doing missions and stuff like that. But the problem with that is it's widely open. I can undock in Gita in a block up and jump straight to Vale. That's not a problem. So oh, I've... For, the safety, for, for, the, for the safety of that, for, for safety concern-wise, they have to push uh, snap out or clean basically the citadel and forge to make sure they're not being uh dropped on like like we seen last time two titans already died one is a faction titan yeah what do you think this fortress for is for a beachhead i think this e either this one was, this one's not killed on anchoring right because he has no rig in it so that makes me question maybe they pull the rig but the fact that they brought uh, bomber fleet, that means they already knew beforehand uh, there was no, there would not be any resistance from the snuff set at all. If anything, to be safe, they should bring hack fleet with uh, with dread bombs in order to, for the, for them to really make sure that this will go down if there's any uh, resistance from the snuff side. But bombers, yeah, they're I, I, like, I don't they, think those. The, uh, I don't fleet, think those really bombers. I don't think those bombers would have done well against the snuffed out um, Legion doctrine. Definitely not. I mean, it's low sector, like with uh, high grade pods and very high level fitted fleets. Uh, no like number advantage can't really be shown there. Mm. So it, it's a different fighting style. It's a different fighting um, tactics in general. Okay, right. And now, the main event of today. The Mimital Liberation Day event have begun. I believe there is a trailer uh, currently out, Matterall, if you'd like to, if you could play that. Mimitar who? Who are the Mimitar? Good question for our guests. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Well, Rondor, who are the Mimitar? To my knowledge, exactly. they are one of four playable factions right now. You have the Amar, you have the Kadari, and you have the Galente, and then the Mimitar. And the Mimitar, well, they used to be slaves. They used to be under the Amar until one fateful rebellion, and they seized freedom for themselves. But I, that's to the most extent of my knowledge. Well, um, the Mimitar are one of the playable factions with uh, 
their own ships, obviously in the game, anybody can fly their ships. You're probably used, and you Nullsec guys are probably used to Minmatar ships because you see a lot of Munins, I hear. Uh, but the Minmatar are a tribal society made up of seven tribes. The Sebiaster, the Brudor, the Verrochior, the Thucker, the Starkmanir, the Nephantar, um, and the Cruzeril. Um They were in, invaded long ago um, by the Amar once the Amar came into contact with them because the Amar uh, are, are an imperialistic group that has enslaved and integrate. They, they integrate new people that they see through attacking and enslaving them and killing their culture. But the Minmatar resisted. Um, eventually, uh, most Minmatar were captured for a while and they broke out during the Great Rebellion, um, which is what Liberation Day, the event that's going on, is celebrating. So it is celebrating both the Great Rebellion itself and all the people who have broken free, as well as lamenting all the people still in slavery in the empire and elsewhere. Um, so a lot of the sites that are going on are things like historical reenactments of battles of the rebellion, which are what the combat sites are. Um, a lot of the monuments are battles of the rebellion and battles against the Amar. In addition to that, there's two new monuments going up. Um, one going up in Aga to Murator and one going up in Pator to uh, Midular, uh, Karen Midular. Debs, you've been playing uh, Minmatar for a long time. Do you want to weigh in on Liberation Day and the stuff that's going on? Sure. Uh, so to give a little bit more detail there, uh, the Minmatar were first encountered by the Amar about 900 years ago. Um, then 800 years ago, so about 100 years after that, uh, the Amar completed their original goals and uh, launched their invasion of the Minmatar homeworld. They achieved victory fairly quickly. This is known as the Day of Darkness. Then right about... 140 years ago, uh, in the midst of the war that the Amarians were having with the Jove, and with the help of uh, the Galente, the Minmatar staged the Great Rebellion and threw off their chains. Uh, this was done after uh, after many years of conquest, right? So they were they were under chains for call it about 500 years, 500 600 years. And so lots of the culture was lost. Uh, there were small groups that held out. The Crusol in particular were never conquered completely. Uh, the Thucker got away in their nomadic ways and were off elsewhere. But by and large, the culture of the Minotaur was almost entirely lost. The histories were lost. And so the last 140 years have been the Minotaur, uh basically rebuilding their entire society from scratch. Let's and, also note... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and, and I was just going to say that that's, that's what's being celebrated, right? We're seeing all the history. The video that we just saw was a in-universe thing. It was a propaganda piece created by the current Mittmintar government. Um, you'll notice a lot of anachronisms in it with ships that didn't exist 140 years ago being used in it. Um, and things like uh, dust drop suits there and everything. So it's a it's a uh, it's a questionable reenactment, approximately as accurate as say the movie Pearl Harbor. Um, so that's I think that basically covers where the rebellion is and then the the day of liberation and all that. Well, there appears to be one more sub faction that is part of the Amar, but sounds has the word Matar in their name. It appears not all of the tribes were liberated. So the Amatar are not an enslaved group. The Amatar, the Amatar were descendants from the Nephantar tribe. So they are ethnically Nephantar. Um, long ago, the Nephantar uh, 
betrayed the Minmatar when during the Mar conquest they sold out the other Minmatar and they were given a, um, benefits by the Amar from doing so. And that's how the Amatar were established. After the rebellion, the Amatar were set up in derelict uh, in the Amatar mandate by the Amar. It is semi-autonomous and part, but answers to the empire. Um, the thing is, there was an ultimate plan for why they betrayed the Minmatar. They were hiding one of the uh, tribes thought to be extinct, the Stark Minir. And after, after the EVE online game had started, there was an event that during when faction warfare was kicking off where the Elder Fleet, uh, the Minmatar found out about the Stark Minir being still alive in the Amatar Mandate, being protected by some of the, the Nefentar, the Amatar at the time, and Minmatar invaded to get the Stark Minir back. And a lot of the Amatar who knew about this from long ago defected back as well, and the Nefentar tribe became a thing again. So some of the Nefentar left, went back to the Republic and reformed the Nefentar tribe, whereas some of the Amatar stayed and remained loyal to the Amar. Um, so it's the Amatar mandate is basically a split in the Nefentar tribe between staying and being loyal to the Amar or uh, having just been hiding the Stark Minir and being loyal to the Republic and going back there. Notable, the chief of the Nefentar tribe, uh, Elka Valkanir, is the clan cousin of the Eden Calm Provost Marshal Cassia Valkanir. Um, Cassia is part of the clan, stayed loyal to the Amar, and Elika's part defected back to the Minmatar Republic. When the game started, the Minmatar Republic had four, uh, was made up of, of just the four tribes because the Thucker was still off in the Great Wildlands. They hadn't come back. The Stark Minir, they didn't, they thought they were, they were gone. And all of the Nefentar were in the Amatar Mandate. Um, following the, the events of the Elder Fleet invasion the, the Stark Minir being found and the Nefentar tribe reforming. Um, the Thucker also returned back to the Republic, reuniting all seven tribes. It's worth noting that the um, the Nefentar hiding the Stark Minir is the subject of um, some debate uh, as to how aware they were of it, who actually came up with the plan and when, that sort of thing. So uh, the idea that the Nefentar were really just doing it all for the, the good of the Stark Minir is somewhat suspect. Uh, but of course, that's what I'd say. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely suspect. A lot of them stayed, obviously. So yep. they well, remained loyal to the Amar. So a lot of them completely drank the Amar Kool-Aid, and they still do. <laughs> well, with the Amatar, would you say they're a completely different ethnic group now or just merely culturally different? They're culturally different, but I, I don't think enough time has passed to like differentiate them. Like, they're completely culturally different. Generally, people say Nefentar if they mean the Nefentar tribe, and Amatar if they mean the the Amatar people from the Amatar mandate. Yeah, it's it's definitely a cultural difference. Um, it is broadly an entire clan, uh, so th there is an ethnic difference in that way but they are still definitely Minmatar. With, well, with all these years in slavery, and you mentioned that they had to reunite the tribes, are all seven tribes united, or are they still very much divided after all these years in slavery? They disagree on stuff, but they, they are together in the Republic. The tribal council has the chief of each of the tribes on it, and that gentleman you saw in the trailer is Sanmatar, uh, Mali, Malitatu Shakur, um, Maliatu Shakur, right? Um, and he is uh, the current current San Matar um, or leader of like the the Republic, basically. There's but definite of... disagreements. I, I like. There's constant conflict between the tribes. Um, the Thucker are in the Republic barely. Uh, they are 
more nominally a part of it than anything else. Uh, the Crusaw are regarded as power brokers. Um, the Sebs and the Bruder are constantly going at each other over things. Uh, it's definitely not a happily united group. Um, but well, you just look back they, at the perch. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're very tribal, and uh, I'll tell so, you. What, they... So the previous uh, prime minister was Karen Midgeler, who was Sebiester, and there were elements in the Minotaur Republic who didn't like her way of going about things because they thought she wasn't warlike enough. And basically, uh, after Shakur came into power, there was a great purge, and a lot of a lot of people were killed. It was there. There's a lot of a lot of fighting between, like like any political system, like every faction in Eve. There's a lot of infighting. Um, the Minmatar definitely have their share of infighting. Uh, infighting yeah, among groups. Yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of well something I, my community does. Go on. Uh, what I was saying was, um, yeah, it's it's very much a tribal and clan-based sort of thing. So, you know, it's brother with brother against, uh, you know, clanmate, uh, and clanmate with clanmate against tribe, and, and tribe with tribe against other tribes, and the tribes against outsiders, right? So I'll fight my brother, but only I'm allowed to do that. If you try and fight my brother, we'll fight you together. It's, that's so very it's much rather... the mentality. It's rather barbaric. Do they now? When it comes to things like the Amar and large-scale wars, they put their differences aside, right? To some degree, yes, but to other degrees, no. Um, the purge that Arcia talked about was absolutely overfighting the Amar. Uh, Karen Midular was largely running on a platform of strengthening the Republic, uh, understanding the war is inevitable. She tried to outmaneuver the Amar politically through Concord, uh, through working with the Galente particularly, uh, but there was also work with the Keldari, trying to split up the alliance. Um, and so she did a lot of that, but avoided open conflict. Uh, there is a strong branch of the Minmatar uh, who believe that the correct way to go about things is to raid the Amar. Get all the enslaved Minmatar back. You know, no, we come for our people. No Minmatar allowed to be in chains ever. Um, so the, there's absolutely conflict about how to go about fighting the Amar. Should we fight the Amar? Uh, should we just accept things as they are? Uh, there's a lot of, do, do we fight the Amatar? Are they our enemy? Are they our friend? Can we trust them? There, there's... There's not a lot of uh, outright obvious unity on on the subject. Wow. Okay, so, so to the event, in terms of the event, all these this lore based stuff. Uh, if I'm a pilot, doesn't really know much about it. Do I? I think RC started hinting. Do I have to immerse myself in the lore to do the missions, or can I? Well, I just kind of get nice spattering, like comic book version of it, and I, I get to play and do some neat stuff and a smattering of lore to go along the way to make it an interesting so, story. With the event, um, you don't really need to know much about it to interact with the event and uh, and enjoy the event. I think the event actually does a really good job of breaking down very complicated lore topics into little pieces of information that people can more or less understand um, who aren't used to interacting with the lore and maybe aren't as well informed on it. Like when you open up the agency window and you go to select which tribe you want to uh, work for, they have little descriptions of each tribe. Um, and a lot of people are just going to like choose the one that sounds cool, the one that looks cool. But there's there's enough to get like the, an idea of what the tribe uh, is about. Um, so people, if people want to know more, they can then go look into that. But like, it does a really good job of presenting some lore flavoring and letting people get into the event without overwhelming them with, with the lore, I think. Yeah, and I want to say as somebody who's been doing this for a few years now, um, CCP did a really, really nice job on this. They uh, drastically expanded things. Um, if you're familiar with the fiction portal, uh, they 
did a massive wave of updates that expanded a whole bunch of Minmatar articles, uh, corrected some long-standing issues with them. So it, I think they did a really good job of both presenting the lore in nice little bite-sized chunks, you know, a couple paragraphs over each of the tribes that's quick to read. And then you've got the historical sites that you can visit, the landmarks, which is the same thing that we've seen before with uh, the Galente event. Um, and then if you're more interested in it uh, and you find it, you can go to the fiction portal and really read up on some of the, the more. So they, they are more. linking that then, right? So, uh, or at least so, giving you a, a bit of a way to go find it then. That, uh, no, that is a great uh, point by Debs. Um, yeah. Fiction, CCP has not done a good job of presenting the fiction portal. It's virtually impossible to find. You have to really go out of your okay, way to find it. It's, yeah, it's it's very unfortunate. You, yeah, have been, you have to know where it is. So can you? So while we're talking, can ages. you find the fiction portal and we'll link it in the the channel? And yeah, we'll absolutely. Sure that, yeah, that'll be good. So all right. So it's unfortunate they don't do that link. So someone's going to ask. I, I linked it in uh, the chat. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Uh, it's so, just fiction.elamon.com. All right. So let me let me just jump right to what I think a lot of people are going to want to know is. Uh, what's the best faction to pick and, you know, how am I going to make the most ISK running these things? Uh, someone's going to ask, do you think it's pretty much balanced? I mean, it's just been live for a day. I doubt you've run them all and have it all figured out. But So with the picking the factions, your monetary reward doesn't change. You get different, you get different skins and you get a different tattoo at the end if you complete all your point bar. Um, but you get the same monetary rewards. The sites drop little tokens that you can sell at most stations in Minmatar space um, that are 100,000 is each. Uh, the low sec sites are elite versions. They're harder and they pay better. And then the uh, the normal sites in high sec and the great wildlands um, are easier sites that still have pretty decent payouts for uh, not particularly overly hard sites but interesting sites that are presented not as a, like a battle. You're not attacking pirates. You are attacking drones while participating in a historical reenactment of a fight that happened during the Great Rebellion. That's pretty cool. And so what's the rewards? Is it straight ISK? I mean, there's some skins, but is, are there overseer things that I need to go then find somewhere to you sell? Get or tokens. Tokens. Tokens okay. instead of Maybe overseer things. Yeah. Yes. Rumor has it... The leopards are being released from this event. Is uh, this true? We found leopard BPCs in the data sites. Okay, so for those who have a stockpile of leopards, you're screwed. Uh, they're going to go down. There's a greater supply of them. The leopard, for anybody who's interested, is a very special shuttle. Now, shuttles have recently been buffed. Uh, shuttles have recently been buffed, and they are... Uh, Bobble immune, so people have been traveling around with them. However, the Leopard is a unique shuttle. It warps at an incredibly fast speed. I think it's 20-something AU per second, and people yeah, love to gank them in high sec. There, yeah, there's corps dedicated to it, like the Leopard. Uh, there's like two, I have no two different corps that are, are dedicated to it, but I can't remember their exact names. Uh, so also to note that this event site, uh, the combat and the data site, uh, only spawns in Mimitar, high sec and low sec, and, and great, great wildlands. Great wildlands, yeah. So NPC null. That's NPC null sec. So which areas of low sec? So we'll be counting Metropolis, obviously. So Me the not faction warfare low sec. So Molden oh, Heath, uh, it, they do spawn in low sec and Metropolis and Himitar, but not in the faction warfare systems. So only spaces that are firmly in Mimitar control and not in some dispute. Yes. Um, and uh, worth noting that the the skins are, I believe, uh, there are skins that are dropping in the sites, and then there's also yeah. the ones that you get uh, from selecting the faction. Also, um, all of the events that you're doing, as well as the Abyssal Arena that is coming next weekend, are going to create, are going to add points to the tribe that you pick and whatever tribe wins and has the most points at the end of the event is going to get a new station uh in the home system of the minmatar oh very cool which is, is Pator, for those who don't know 
<laughs> are they running uh, through the agency, you know, like a number of the, where you kind of gather points as well and you get an incremental kind of goals exactly. and, and next, they're doing that as well. Right. So in addition, exactly. Yes. So you yeah. pick a tribe and then right. you get that agency bar and like right. every 30 points you get a reward, whether it be a skin of the tribe you chose or like a booster. Or something, um, right. Yeah. And, and those are, those are binder character. And those, the, at the end, there's a tattoo. Those boosters, notably, are uh, unique for this event. Um, there are range boosters for guns. Um, there is a E-War strength booster, I believe. Yes. Uh, which increases web range and target painter strength. I saw your I eyes have, light up at web range. <laughs> I have I have seen that web range booster. I am very horrified by it because... You can get a Hugin with a long-range web, and you can add True links Sanchez. to it. True, True Sancho web, a Hugin. Uh, you get some... Implants? Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're not exactly. counting implants for this. We're not counting implants for this. <laughs> but imp no no implant for this. You get the, what is it called? What is the Mimitar T2 command chip? Sleipnir. Sleipnir. You Claymore? get to give you a boost, or the Claymore. Command boost, and yeah. then uh, Sleipnir is stronger. Are the rigs Sleipnir that are help? stronger. Are the rigs that help no. it? No, no rigs. No rigs, I think. Right. And then you right. take they're... that you take that booster and you can web out quite a bit over hundred kilometers. So you could be sitting in hundred kilometer range and somebody just webs you down completely. That is terrifying. So I That's not the most scary thing. That is absolutely What's most scary terrifying. You, if you have a vigilant with abyssal web that can web ninety nine percent. They can web over but 20 or 30 kilometers. kilometers. <laughs> no, oh, visually. But it's only important. 99%. It's only important if you're in a bubble or if you're scrammed or, or disrupted, warp disrupted. Because I'm telling you, if someone's sitting 100 and some kilometers away and they pop some super duper web on me, I'm like, zoom, I'm warping out of here. Thanks, bro. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the F out. Yeah, I have seen a most terrifying points. image. In a fleet, in a fleet engagement. Yeah, yeah fleet absolutely. Now those webs are sitting way out of anything you can do, and they got somebody you else might down. be somebody else might be closer pointing you, and that you can be safe 100 kilometers. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, traditionally, is... uh, traditionally long points have more range than webs, so Lachesis can web longer than your Hugin can, or Lachesis can point longer than your Hugin can web. But with the boosters and everything, you now have a Hugin that can point that can web from as long as the Lachesis can point. That's a great point. That's a great point. That, if you're gonna build, I do not yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, well, if with the implant, I've seen something as terrifying as a hundred and forty-one kilometer web. One hundred and forty-one. That's warp range. That's not fair. That's about mm. about the same range as a surf free. So surf free about one hundred forty plus, which is missile range. Uh, so yeah. But that will be dropping uh, for those who aren't involved and you are logging in every day. I, uh, there is uh, the Mimitar Liberation game skins being handed out. They're handing them out like candy. Okay, so, but, so yeah, yeah. So let, let's just take a short little pause here. Let's do a. Let's just take a, a quick recap of why. Uh, why should I be running the missions and why should I be interested in Liberation Day? Because I've heard a couple of really th th things. Correct me if I'm wrong, but first off. You know, you get a little bit of a story. You get to do some lore, and they've done a great job on on them, and you get to kind of replay some of the big uh, lore-based stuff, which, you know, those some, those are often very cool. So just from different a different type of gameplay for a change, boom, we got that. Then we got a bunch of different skins. We got that, right? We have the opportunity to get some additional rewards. Uh, there's this leopard blueprint. Maybe you get some of that. Of course, there's just general isk along the way. Um, the ISC is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, the ISC, the ISC rewards, you get your tokens, um, and then you get the possibility of also getting some boosters and stuff, which are going to you know, be super fancy. They're tradable, I'm guessing. They're not locked to the character. So you, know, you can do what you want with them. Uh, those are at least five things. Did I miss any of the really cool reasons why I should be, as a pilot, jumping into Liberation Day? The unique uh, tattoo. Pretty oh, unique. Yeah, unique tattoo. Okay, so I got a tattoo. That's six things. And if I believe... I, I need to confirm this. I believe the top contributing pilots uh, will get their names on a monument of some sort for whatever tribe wins. Very cool. And if you like the sort of thing where you can help uh, greater good get a new station in, in a home system, then you can be part of that too. So there's like eight, right off the bat, some eight things, eight things that you can uh, 
kind of gain from this, whether it's just uh, you know the fun of doing it or actual things you can use and and uh, make some misc in the game. So that's pretty cool. I'll add and, one, which is if you're burned out by the war in Nozick, this is going to be a great way to have a vacation, right? Shane, it's like you read my mind. You. That is exactly where I was going with this, right? <laughs> There's eight, like I started off, right? It's just something that is completely different for a change, right? In, in completely different news, we got Liberation Day and now I can go do something for, and wait, so how long does this run? 10 days, right? Eight days? Uh, to uh, the 20th, I believe. So it's actually 12 days. 12 yeah. days, 12 days. Uh, they, they've changed their messaging on it a couple of times. They just <laughs> keep adding days to it every time they did, which is neat. Um, also, it, the low-sec sites, um, speaking on experience from past events, uh, they can be some pretty good conflict motivators. Uh, the <laughs> sites scram you. Um, you generally, you can solo them. Uh, but you probably want to run them in a duo or a trio or so. Uh, they're restricted on ship sizes, so the strongest thing that you can put in is a Navy cruiser. No pirate cruisers, no T2, um, no T2 destroyers. Uh, T2, T2 frigates, frigates are, are cool. Uh, they're the only T2 thing that's allowed in. Uh, so you've got a, a fairly restrictive set of ships in there, but also fairly cheap ones, and it's designed to do that. And so you you should be looking if you're if you're looking to fight people you're you're probably going to be able to fight you know a couple of assault frigates or a couple of navy cruisers, um, but no pirate cruisers, no battle cruisers, no battleships, no recons. Um, right, so right. it should be a pretty good environment for some fairly low cost uh, PvP. Okay. So people are asking about low SP characters, and I think in high sec and great wildlands, the normal sites are doable by low SP characters. They're by not like that sub difficult. one million, you think, right? Is is the direct question? But that's pretty like, low. That's still pretty low. Um, that, that's I'm, fairly I'm, low. It's doable. They'd they'd run it slow, but as long I've I've been doing it with a passive shield tank. Does it, it have to be solo? To so so that brings up a no. completely other question. Does it have to be solo? No, I no, can you can you can bring friends. So a couple friends, couple you're all brand new, or maybe get someone who's got a little more than a mil, uh, or, or whatever. Or maybe bring someone who's a little more of a healer. You'd level, type. I think you'd level up slower. I don't I don't know. You probably um, would, but because at the, least the you prophecy, can do it, you, can you have to get it. the kill on the prophecy. Yeah, you, you can, can still, still do, it, yeah. do it and get get money. All right, so so we didn't mention the mining sites. Oh, there's mining oh, yeah, sites there's too. Yeah, there's mining sites too. There's oh, mining oh, sites, okay. and you can get the the resource wars rewards for that yep. were during the gate they're, events. Yeah, they're the same ones uh, or the same style of sites that were for the gate building events. Um, so you want to run them with a couple of mining ships, a couple of combat ships, uh, scaled to whatever size site you're doing, uh, and those are available in four constellations. Uh, one yes. in Great Wildlands, one, uh, two in High Sec, and one in Low Sec, I believe. Yeah, um, Molten Heath. Yep. So nice. there's there's different levels and rewards there, and uh, you can do the I believe the the starting ones uh, with two ventures. You know, just two ventures yep. can handle that, yep. uh, and then going up from there, you build up to the point where you're doing it with a a couple of skiffs and some rattlesnakes. So yeah. there's there's plenty of variation in there in terms of, you know, you've got nothing or you have everything. Yeah. Um, and the rewards from those are pretty good too. Real quick, uh, Ron USNC and his followers, thanks for the raid. Welcome. We're talking about Liberation Day with uh, Arcia and Deebies. Uh So what? Yes. real quick, uh, Deebs, Deebs, Debdies, whatever. Yeah, you know, that guy. Some, cool. Somebody that asked guy. about the uh, scanning sites. So the, yeah, the data are sites. Again? Are yeah. there data yep. sites again? So the data sites, um, you warp there. There's three cans uh, not too far from where you land. Uh, an easy one, an intermediate one, and a hard one. You can hack all three, and you get some amount of points for towards your uh, rewards. From and that's where, where the leopard VPCs are confirmed to come That's where the leopards well. are. All yep. right. Leopard, well, and... We've seen leopards VPCs in there, yeah. So, so well, as well, level three scanning difficulty. Uh, so it was pretty easy, yeah. Time, it was pretty easy. Yeah, to, to put that in perspective, it's about like uh, eighty scan points to ninety-ish. You can scan them with, uh, with just basically uh, putting the probe in a ball shaped. I was uh, doing the low sec ones with a sunesis, without any real scanning ability 
besides just warping fast. <laughs> and it was pretty easy. Yeah, Ron is wow. saying in, in chat that he the, the data sites are easy business. They, he, re, he streamed them, apparently. I did all three pure dunk, apparently. I have a very controversial question. I'm gonna we got we're gonna we're getting up close in the time, so I just want to leave a few minutes for this super controversial question. Just be forewarned. Let you guys finish up what you're talking about. Sorry about that. Carry on. I killed oh, yeah. it, didn't I? Totally well, killed yeah, it, didn't could, I? Well, what I will say, Ron, I know for a fact Ron loves his skins, and I am looking at these skins. Normally, I am not a big fan of the Mimitar skins. I am a, a Mar man, but I am Mimitar accounts. Uh, my choice of ships. I love the Stiletto and the Mimitar frigates. And I have to say, I, I like uh, the new skins that are released by this event. They're a lot more colorful, and they There's color a lot, a lot more of the yeah. areas of the ships compared to the other ones. Yeah, I'm going to link. Uh, I'm going to link uh, a link, uh, YouTube link. A gentleman by the name of uh, Fua Consternation did a nice little walkthrough of all the different uh, skins and a little bit of financial tidbit. So here, I'm going to link that in uh, in the in the show, um, real quick. Uh, so that actually leads me to the. Uh, ultra controversial question which is you know which one looks the best which one should i really want right so you skin fanatics which one looks the best which one doesn't look the best what's the best one uh, before we get deep into the skin thing i will say i want to i want to say it again uh there is an abyssal arena happening next weekend uh which will be a rifter four-man ffa where the bonus from overheating on all modules except for e war modules will be doubled. Nice. <laughs> and that's so, a free for all. That's a straight And that counts to your points. That counts to your points. And it, that you will count to your winning. points as well. Yeah. So it's so going to be a four man is... Rifter FFA where you can heat your guns and get twice the overheated damage out of them. This is a literal definition of a Mimitar rush. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, and it's Rifters, so it's cheap. Anybody can get in on it. It's an FFA. All you have to do is, you know, not die until the end, and you've got a decent chance of winning. Um, it, it should be a lot of fun. The cheap sort of frigate FFAs and and one v ones that they've done in the past have had people going the full weekend, all hours of the day. It it's cheap, it's fun. If you're at all interested in it, you should definitely do it. Uh, so also on that note, there's a skin sale coming up with the event. So it's, it's going to be the Freedoms Revolution skin. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, those are that's the YouTube I linked. So keep going so on that, Shen. Yeah. Those are the yeah, skins so that have the Kumak on them. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, there's, there's new ones. Uh, so four new ones, the Muting, the Nagafall, the, I, think, I forgot there's two other ones that are new. Sveeple and... Um, for, for this year. Sveeple, Munin, Nagelfar, and what was the, what was the fourth new one? There were all the old ones, and then Sveeple, Nagelfar, Munin, and something else. Well, the selection right now is Claymore, Hell, Hurricane, Hurricane, Fleet Issue, the Munin, Fire the Nagelfar, ah, the Fire Tail, uh, Nagelfar, Nidhaga, Republic, Fleet, Fire Tail, the Sveeple, Typhoon, Fleet Issue, and the regular Typhoon. And the description. For the Vimitar people, the Great Rebellion was the founding revolutionary event that set them on the path to freedom in their tribal republic. The Freedom's Revolution Anacoting celebrates that struggle for freedom, lives lost, and the Great Plains made by the Mimitar. While Liberation Day is a grand day of celebration... Sorry. While the Liberation Day is a grand celebration of the day freedom was achieved for billions of Mimitar, it is also a day of remembrance for those Matari who still languish as slaves in the Amara Empire, Khalid Kingdom, and the lawless reaches of New Eden. And, I have to say, I am interested in seeing these. There is a particle effect on it, so God forbid these... <laughs> the, uh, it has a kumak, like a holographic kumak on it. So the kumak is the scepter that uh, Dupree Mach hit a noble Amar with and killed him. Uh, it was a Stark Mirror slave, uh, basically killed an abusive slave, slave master. Um, and it became a symbol of Minmatar resistance. And the yeah, and Rust We Trust as well skin, right? Is, yeah, there you go. Rich, yeah. uh, one of the one of the ones with the rewards, the login rewards for uh, Omega. This Oh, no, th this one isn't uh, the login rewards, I'm afraid. This one, no. you'll have to buy it with some... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, in addition to all these, there is also the In Rust We Trust skins. 
as part of the the login rewards, I believe. Is what so, no, the industry trusts are, are purchase ones. The oh, login rewards engine. are the tribal uh, liberation game skins. Some gotcha. of them, some so of them are login rewards, and the other ones are drops in the site. The tribal liberation, the yeah. liberation games skins drop in the site, and some of them are uh, login rewards. Okay, got it. Then uh, Shen, the we... specific tribe ones are rewards for the points. Right. And, and, and you get the one that you pick, and rest right? West and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Shen, we uh, kind of talked over you. What were you going to say there? Sorry about that. I, I was just going to say, like, as a hell pilot, I think the Freedom's Revolution skin is the best one looking out of all the hell skins. Oh, I'll, I'll bring it up right now just for you. So we have the hell. Now, we'll turn it off. Look at this. It's, it's dirty. It's rusted. It's brown. It's ugly. There's no hologram on it. And if we go ahead and we, we call it the tombstone. We call it the tombstone <laughs> uh, with the original. You could, look, you could like, look at that beautiful two-tone gray and orange, and the the all-important hologram, which will set you out from everyone else. How much are these? Let's check in the new Eden store. Two hundred and fifty for the sub battleships. Two hundred fifty plex battleships are, I think, three ninety, and the, the capitals are five forty. I think. Let's say it's not part of this event, but the Chainbreaker Kumok skin is also amazing on the hell, which is the holographic version instead of the painted and version. I, anyway, somebody asks what tribe I'm fighting for. It's the Sebiester. Oh, hell, my! I'm afraid my New Eden store thing is uh, freaking out. It's bouncing all over the place. I. It's awkward for me to look at the... I blame Mimitar. And, uh, so it's I... Kaldari skin day that we wouldn't be having those problems, I'm just saying. And there I is am, a bundle of course, out. repping the Brutor. <laughs> there is a bundle out. You can get the Claymore, the Hurricane, and the Typhoon uh, for 801 Plex. And let's see, what's the, the other one? The other one would be the Munin, probably Fleet Firetail, the, and the Swipple. Uh, I believe for the rest, you're going to... You are out of luck. You're going to have to buy them alone. And you also get to look at my shaking New Eden store screen. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, so, what's next? These, I believe these are only for sale during the event, right? I think so. Uh, they're certainly new for the event. I don't know if they're going off sale afterwards or not. All righty. And this event, is today the day that the Mimitar overthrew their enslavers? or is... The 10th is Liberation Day itself. Ah, so... Day after tomorrow. Yes. Saturday, yeah. Well, Excellent. I, I believe, uh, is, is there anything else that we haven't covered? No, I think I think that's good. Uh, do we uh, want to just uh, final thoughts on, on the Liberation Day, or we pretty much set our piece and you just want to wrap up? I think either direction would be fine. Anyone got any final items uh, you want to say, or, you know, promo well, something? Or... Well, with freedom comes responsibility. And as a Amar player, uh, and a person who tries to fly mostly Amar, except when I need to make it count, and go with the Mimitar ships, happy Freedom Day. So what you fly doesn't, what you fly doesn't necessarily uh, have anything to do with who you support. It is true. Well, that's uh, one, one final great question. I'm very sorry to interrupt. Can I take like my Kaldari ships into the event? Yes. Yes. So I can fly whatever. Oh, right? any, oh. any of the four. You can bring a Maller into the event and shoot it with lasers. You'll get nuded out and die because the newts are really bad, but you can do it. <laughs> no, so you, you could absolutely take an Osprey Navy or uh, Caracal Navy into the event site. Obviously, the Navy restrictions still apply. So it's Navy cruisers, T1 cruisers, T1 destroyers. T2 right. frigates and T1 frigates and Navy right, right. and pirate frigates. That's cool. So I, whatever I have in my hangar that I'd like feel comfortable to fly, I can go and, uh, and, and do that for sure. Then uh, that, that yep. makes it even easier. That's even, I mean, there is no reason I'm going to, for my wrap up thought is people listening. There's absolutely no reason why you can't go do some of the liberation day events. There's, we, we named 10, 10 reasons to do it, that you gain something. Plus uh, you can run, use whatever ship you can run them with, whatever, type of fit thing you want to do grab some freds go have fun uh for me it's uh, I, I like events like this you can tell i get a little excited because it is a departure from how they were doing the previous ones and i like it i like what they're doing with this uh, I, like I will say, say that, as oh. some free advice for people who are doing it 
Um, they do newt, so be careful with your active tanks. Um, there's a lot of frigates, so hams and artillery probably aren't good options. Uh, and uh, bring a friend. Friends make things easier. The best ship in EVE is friendship. So I want to make another point that I think gets overlooked. The final reward for your uh, you completing your your point journey, your completing your bar, is a, is a Republic Service tattoo for the tribe you selected, and this is the only way a non Minmatar character can get uh, like a, tri a, a tribal facial tattoo. Um, so, as somebody who plays an Amar defector, it's useful. <laughs> Right, because my character is a defector who left the empire. And reason it. number eleven, you just keep piling on the reasons. Yeah, yeah the the tattoos are actually really neat. They're they're going to be um, almost certainly unique customizations. I'm sure they'll bring them back in the future. Um, so CCP's talked about this for the Empire Quadrant. Oh, sorry, I know we're at the end of time, um, but they are planning on doing expanded things for all the empires um, this year. And then what they plan on doing is doing a cycling thing where they're going to do bigger events uh, each year for a particular empire. So they've got this planned out for the next couple of years now. Um, and so there's every year is going to have these recurring events where they do um, something more like the Galente one, which is a little more low-key than this. And then there's going to be a week and a half or two weeks of an expanded event for each empire uh, over the next couple of years. So I'm sure we'll see some of these rewards come back in the future for that. Um, and we're going to see expanded rewards for each of the empires as they cycle through them. So they've actually got a pretty cool thing lined up. All right. Well, you know, just uh, a little excited at the end there. I'm going to come to come to find out that Fozzie did a lot of this work. So, uh, you know, from from myself, from talking stations and people, you know, hey, thank you for the great uh, work, the hard work on stuff like this. Uh, it's noticed and appreciated, at least by me and hopefully by others. So, you know, good work, Fozzie. We don't get an option to say that all the time, but uh, we can this time. So thank you very much. And on the lore portal, good work to Delegate Zero. Ah, yep. there you go. Yeah, Fozzie's yeah. been really good about reaching out to the community about uh, ideas for... Um, monuments to include and, and and notable things to add and things like that uh, so uh, definitely good work for Fozzie and his team yeah. on doing that's that good. He, and, and reaching out to community that's like good that. he was always very uh, you know approachable i kind of remember meeting him in austin when he was just starting a ccp journey so uh yeah good job probably doesn't remember yeah. me so that's fine. Fozzie's great Fozzie's super great too yeah i believe that's everything we have time for uh big thank you to our guests uh asia uh db's Thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, Ruddle and Shen uh, for helping me out. I guess. The, uh, the birds and the tornadoes didn't get you rich, you made it. Oh, yes. And uh, thank you to Natural for engineering and getting everything done tonight. But I believe that's uh, all for today on Talking in Stations. Uh, some of the uh, events we covered earlier in the show that we didn't quite go into detail will be covered tomorrow. But uh, that's all for today. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend. Fly safe. Have fun.